as with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? Psalm 42, verse 10. I think this is incredibly powerful because I, I, I think this not only was happening uh, 2,000 years, well, 3,000 years ago when the psalm is written, approximately, right? About three years. Uh, but it happened in Jerusalem when Jesus is there. And I write, this verse foreshadows the plight of the Lamb of God being taunt, uh, taunted beyond the walls of Jerusalem. He has been brutally nailed to a cross as people stood by watching, and the rulers scoffed at him. But they taunted not knowing that they and their master had been vanquished. So much irony uh, in, the, in the Jesus story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you read the story just as, oh, well, the, the, the rulers were unhappy with him, he was disrupting, the Jewish rulers thought that their living was at stake here and they were going to be blamed for this guy who was causing all this revolution. They saw him as a revolutionary in part. Uh, And they're not actually seeing God's story at all here in terms of what the cross is actually doing. Yeah, it's interesting. Even the form you, you brought it to Jesus that the taunting takes actually ends up being prophetic. So they put a purple robe on him to mock him, and they put a a crown of thorns on his head. And uh, Pilate has it written in three languages above the cross. Uh, Here is the king of the Jews, Latin and uh, Greek and um, probably Hebrew. Yeah, Aramaic or Hebrew. And um, in those moments... They don't even realize that their taunting is prophetic. It's being worked into the story in some kind of unique way. And if we could allow the taunts of life to be seen as God establishing us as part of his extended royalty, we're the viceroys of the king, that we would be taunted, then the taunts wouldn't get under our skin and take us apart. You could just let them roll off of you. And yeah, you don't want to hear negative things. But what we do is we seize those negative things in our mind and we allow them to rattle around in our brain and they occupy our emotional space and they bring us down. Mm -hmm. Instead of allowing the, the taunts to cause us to recognize that being taunted uh, puts us in the very flow of what it means to be one of the Jesus people. I think another discussion on top of what you're saying is uh, what happens to the church when they let, let the taunters in to kind of pacify them, to bring them into the congregation. But what happens is a form of pollution because they're going to dilute uh, the power of the Word of God because they're really actually coming in from the world and saying in their own way, uh, you're worshiping all right, you're, 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 you're foolish people here. And we're just, we just want to be part of your congregation. But in, implicit behind that is there is no God. That's where it always comes from. There is no God. There's something else or nothing else, but there is no God. And the world, when you let that part of the world into the congregation, 
it is a form of death for the church, which has happened in Germany uh, in the 1930s. Uh, Hitler, in his quest for power, saw the church uh, as an enemy. And so he replaced believers with people that would kowtow to the, uh, the ruling class. Yeah, that's what we refer to as an unholy alliance. Mm -hmm. And an unholy alliance spoils even the best part of the alliance. And so uh, recognizing that and not allowing that in to be a part of us is a part of uh, allowing God to be our source of deliverance and the one who brings help in our lives.